When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Oh, she kicked into Chelsea Randall on the mark. She just tried to pop it over her head. Randall was held when she didn't have a footy. Pierce picked it up and kicked the goal. Daisy Pierce this time. Desperately unlucky with Sophie Locke not to get a free kick. In fact, she has. Won't this be special too? And she makes no mistake, and that is a beautiful moment. She points to the sky. Every one of her teammates gets to her. Maddie Prasparkas, the big-time recruit. This will need a big-time finish, and it gets it. Her childhood club that she dreamed of playing for, she grabs at the jumper and is seriously pumped up. 35 out, Prasparkas lining up to the Barwon River end. It's a beautiful drop punt and puts the Cats in front with 50 seconds remaining. Uh, just a few of the many highlights of a fantastic first up round AFLW Season 7. The competition finally whole. Uh, all 18 teams now represented with Essendon, Hawthorne, Sydney and Port Adelaide coming into the competition to complete it. And now it feels like it begins again, uh, but it begins in earnest. It begins complete. Um, and now it's all ahead uh, of this fledgling competition. And we're just excited about what the future holds. Uh, and it's a phenomenal performance first up too. It's only a four-month term turnaround since um, the AFLW six grand final that Adelaide won uh, so to get that quick turnaround, to get the season underway and to get the games that we did, I know one person who would have been really impressed by what she saw over the weekend she's always so generous with her time, the number one rider for AFLW, AFL.com.au journo, Sarah Black, hello Sarah Hey Sam, how are you going? All the better for speaking to you, thanks again for coming on just played some of the highlights of, of the first round and it could have gone on for another couple of minutes, that package. What was your highlight? What was the standout moment to you um, in this first round of uh, the complete season uh, or the complete competition, AFLW Season 7? Oh, oh tough one. There, there were so many to choose from. Um, unsurprisingly, nine games is a lot of football. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think uh, it was Sophie Locke's... Um, being the one to kick Hawthorne's yeah. first goal. Um, just, you know, we all know her story. Her mum unfortunately passed away a few weeks ago um, after a battle with cancer. And, and for Sophie to, to have the composure, go back, take that set shot, um, and then, then kiss the armband and point at the sky, I think everyone uh, teared up a little bit uh, watching that. Yeah, I, I must admit, I found it really hard to keep my composure. Lucy McAvoy and I were calling the game, um, to see her kiss the, the double armband, to point up at the sky. There was about a 100 or so people that came down from Seymour, where she's from. Her dad uh, spoke to us at halftime about the incredible support that, that their footy club has given and the incredible support that the Hawthorne Football Club have given Sophie in a really difficult time with, as you say, her mum losing her battle with cancer just two weeks ago. I was still uh, emotional after watching the video of getting picked for her first game when Beck Goddard brought her in, had her dad and her sister on FaceTime. And then for that to happen, it, it was 
as you say, it was a, it was a beautiful moment, a special moment, um, and one that won't soon be forgotten. And she's Hawthorne's first ever goal kicker in, in the AFLW. Um, why don't we start with... The, we'll just go through the games and a little bit of each. Carlton Collingwood got the season going, and one of the things I love, I think one of the greatest parts of our game, and it was father-son, and now it becomes father-daughter. Uh, there'll be a day when it's mother-son, mother-daughter, and that'll be a, a, another special, special addition to what is something unique to our code, and that is the family legacy. So when we're watching a game where Tony Brown probably plays her best career game, uh, obviously of the uh, her father, the great Gavin Brown, and, and her brothers play for Collingwood as well. Abby McKay, um, Andy McKay's daughter, was uh, played fantastic through the middle and was backing into packs and... Uh, oh, oh, that was what really stood out for me in in that game, uh, Collingwood with an eighteen point win. But it was those names that that family legacy that I couldn't help getting the warm and fuzzies about. Yeah, it really is lovely to see this next generation come through. And and you speak about Tani; she's still relatively new to football. Like she came into it all as a basketballer who played a bit of footy on the side. But she may end up, may end up being the, the best brown sibling of the lot. Um, she's she's really. Uh, you know, she embodies this next generation of Collingwood players. We sort of weren't sure about how the Pies were going to go. No Britt Benici, no Brie Davy. Of course, they're two star midfielders with ACL injuries. Um, but the Pies really, um, like, like they backed Brown to, to go through into the middle of the ground. So they backed Ashling Sheridan, their Irish import, um, you know, and, and they threw in Chloe Malloy, you know, and uh, Ruby Slasher, two All-Australians at, at either end of the ground. Mm. Um, so I think it's promising signs for the Pies. Um, but, yeah, one that the Blues would have liked to have tucked away as a win, I think. Imogen Evans was another one that impressed me, uh, was the Gold Coast Suns Academy captain, uh, and they brought her down from, from the Gold Coast and is a tackling machine. But her goal, that banana... Um, from about 30 out uh, on the run was uh, another for the highlight reel. And and, um, and I thought, too, that, you know, that that game had plenty as well. For Carlton, it, it, it probably looks like it might be a difficult season. They lost eight players to expansion teams, and, you know, they were four and six, I think it was, last year. So they were already up against it. Uh, Daniel Harford, I, I thought there were some real positives. It was really the, the second quarter, I think, when the game got away from them a little but. Um, there are some positives for them uh, to come out of, of the game, Sarah? Yeah, there are. Um, you know, half said in his post-match that the, the things that went wrong are fixable. Um, so, you know, it was their structure around the footy. They, they got too many sucked into the contest and it threw out their forward line. Um, so, so those are things that they can go back, they can look at and readjust. Um, and, and they are quite a young side. It was great to see um, the rising star winner, Minnie Hill, back up with another great performance after copying a corky in the warm-up. Um, so, so there are some positives for the Blues, um, but, but as I said, yeah, I, I think they would have been pretty disappointed with that performance. Yeah, Mia Austin, who was their second pick in the draft, I think, uh, coming into this year, first kick, first goal club. So that was uh, a bit of a highlight. And, and, and just the feeling around that game, when it came to Darcy Vessio. So Carlton were playing their 50th ever AFLW match and Darcy was playing their 50th AFLW match. So that's beautiful synergy between their marquee selection, been there since day one, um, first player to reach the the 50-goal milestone. And I think we had about 12 players rack up the 50-game milestone uh, over the weekend. So there was a a real milestone vibe about uh, the opening round. Um, 
Melbourne and, and Adelaide, uh, the second game, uh, or Adelaide-Melbourne Friday night. Melbourne um, maybe put a couple of demons to bed with a pretty assured performance uh, over the Crows. Yeah, this is a really interesting one. Um, we, we haven't yet seen the reigning Premier win the grand final rematch the following season. So the, the underdog has always, um, you know, got, got a slight form of revenge, um, you know, come the, the grand final rematch. And the Ds, I think, were, were pretty determined to, to make amends um, from last season. It was fairly comprehensive performance. Ed Marinoff was held to just 14 disposals, which is one of her lowest tallies. Um, that, that wasn't just through one you know, hard tagger. That was just a combination of, of Melbourne players rotating through and winning their own footy too. Um, Daisy Pearce did a, did a wonderful shutdown job on Sarah Allen. It's not often you see a key back tagged, um, but, but Daisy did a phenomenal job. Um, and always love to see the next chapter in the Taylor Harris Chelsea Randall rivalry. Um, and the D's through Tay in the ruck a bit to, to try and break up that that uh, dominance that Randall has had over Harris in the last few years. Just while we're going, I might as well update on coaches' votes too. So from Carlton Collingwood, Ruby Slicer got the 10. As you say, that move into the midfield from the All-Australian defender. Wrapped to see Lucy McAvoy get the 6. Came back a couple of weeks early from a shoulder in- injury. I think had a game-high tackle uh, count um, and, and was massive for Carlton. She got the 6. 5, uh, Lauren Butler f- uh, for Collingwood. 4 for Mimi Hill for Carlton. 3, Jordan Allen from Collingwood. 1, Tani Brown. Jeez, I thought Tani uh, had a better game than that. Nabby McKay got one vote as well. Um, the ten votes in the um, Adelaide v Melbourne game it was actually eight votes to Kate Hoare, six to Eliza West, five Madison Gay, five Karen Paxman, three Chelsea Randall, uh, two Anne Hatchard, and, and one Sarah Lampard. Um, North Melbourne looked lethal uh, against Gold Coast, and you worry what the season might hold for the Gold Coast again. Um, they've lost a few in expansion. They got two goals late, but it was um it wasn't a pretty scoreline for them for three and a half quarters. Um 10 votes to Jazzy Garner. I, I still think she's the best player in the competition uh in the coaches votes. Um in equal measure, you just loved how North Melbourne played, but were you concerned about what you saw from the Sun Sarah Black? Uh, a little bit. Um but I think you just have to be to carry in the back of your mind that North Melbourne are very good at putting the foot down. Yep. Um, so, so if they're better than an opposition, they will score and they will score heavily. Um, so, so quite often they're on the, the winning side of these lopsided results. Um, the Suns, as you said, were hit pretty hard by expansion. There was five players to Port Adelaide alone, which was there was a few South Australians there who um, were deciding to go home, caught up in that. Um, and I just think, you know, as a developing side under Cam Joyce, they just haven't really got the depth to cover the loss of, of so many players at once. Mm. You take Sarah Perkins out of that forward line as well, and, and all of a sudden it's up to new captain Tara Bahana to sort of hold it all together um, as, as a sole spearhead up there. Um, so, so I think it's going to be a tougher year for the Suns than we saw last season um, but I, I think they've got the right structure in place they've got the right coach at the helm um, you know in the long run it's going to be okay that the depth of talent in Queensland is great um, but in the short term it's going to hurt them um, so just the other winners of the round I've got a couple of other more pointed questions for you Sarah the, the Eagles get their season off to a, a good start it's been a tough uh, entry into AFLW for them a 12 point win over Port Adelaide who who weren't uh, who didn't uh, disgrace themselves in their first up outing 
uh, but a 12-point win to the Eagles, 29-point win to St Kilda over Sydney, um, who showed some good signs and good news that Montana Ham hasn't done an ACL. Uh, and won't miss the rest of the season, the number one draft pick. Um, Essendon and Hawthorne was a special night at Marvel Stadium. Essendon by 26 points, but Hawthorne pushed them all the way and, and helped a little bit by Essendon's inaccurate kicking. Dogs, seven-point winners over the Giants in a pretty uh, feisty game, that one. And so was Essendon and Hawthorne, by the way. Beck Goddard bringing the bag of sand in, I thought, was very nice theatrics uh, before the game. Sarah, the Lions were dominant, 49-point win over the Dockers, uh, who've got some injury worries. And um, even though it was a low-scoring game, it was a thriller between the Cats and, and the Tigers with Georgie Pasparkas kicking a goal with 50 seconds left to give the Cats the lead and and to get the win. What did you make of the four newbies, the four newbie clubs, Sarah? What Who impressed you? Yeah, well, I think they all did in different ways. Um, I thought Hawthorne were much stronger than they'd shown in their practice matches. Um, Beth Goddard made mention of you know, post-match press with it. In those practice matches, they just didn't bring the intensity that's needed at AFLW level, um, and they did so against the Bombers. They stuck with them, you know, for longer than I thought they were going to. I think the Bombers' forward line is going to cause a lot of teams headaches. They just have so many options there that all of a sudden, you know, Jess Wooshner becomes like the fifth banana and, and bobs up and, and kicks a few goals. Mm. Um, Port Adelaide, as you said, weren't disgraced at all. Um, Gemma Houghton's great, going to be great there. And, and the Swans... Um, Great news about Montana Ham. That's only going to be a three- to four-week injury with a knee strain. Um, so considering how badly her leg was caught up in that smother, you know, we've, we've seen those B-season-ending injuries before, but, um, but she'll be back uh, in a month or so. Uh, what did you... So the AFL have ticked off the finish to the Cats uh, and the Tigers game. A downfield free kick that Maddie Prasparkas... Uh, sorry, Georgie uh, Prasparkas was able to take... Um, went back and, and kicked a brilliant set shot goal um, ice in the veins sort of stuff um, what did you make of, of that decision it seemed a little strange that the, she was able to take what was a, a downfield free kick given that uh, that she had the ball at the time um, it's been ticked off what was your view on it yeah, so I also thought it was a little bit strange. So put in the put in a question at, at AFL House this morning, um, and they ticked off the free kick itself. They they said that it was a dangerous tackle due to the excessive rotation was the term that was given to me. Um, they said yes, it should have been a downfield free kick, but no, Georgie shouldn't have been the one to take it. Um, so so we went back through the the footage, um, got some behind the goals vision, which you know you always love, mm. and it looks like Chloe Shear is the one who Chloe almost she she puts her hand up and says you know give me the ball sort of thing, um, and in the end Georgie was the one who was who was brought forward that ten meters or so, and look full credit to Georgie for spotting the kick. It, she's only kicked two goals today at FLW level, and they both came um, yesterday against the Tigers, so she was the the clear match winner there, um, but it probably should have been Chloe Shear's kick there. Any uh, any word from Richmond, um, or they just have to uh, just cop it, sweet? Uh, I think it might be a, a cop on the chin situation. Look, the Tigers had their opportunities. They they would have been bitterly disappointed with that game, regardless of of the way it finished. They had four um, four shots of goal in the second quarter, where they could have built a, a really sizable lead, um, all gettable set shots, and then they sprayed them all. So. Um, yeah, unfortunately for the Tigers, I, I hope that they don't get to the end of the season and look back at this one as the one that got away. Sarah, I feel like we've only scratched the surface. We'll, we'll have to talk another time and see what the AFL's response to is about all the amount of sling tackles and dangerous tackles. There was a lot.
lot of those. Um, but we are out of time. But thank you so much for your time. It's always great to chat to you. And, and it was a phenomenal first week of AFLW. Uh, and I'm sure it's only going to get better as the season goes on. Thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks for having me. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.